This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Wednesday, 8 March, year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, we're in it now, both domestically and internationally, in the early stages of the Third World War. And, of course, a what you're seeing is the collapse of a, a global system that's been around for many, many, many decades and is now collapsing uh, before your eyes. One of the reasons it's collapsing is that you're saying, hey, we're not paying for this anymore. I'm not. We're not doing this. We're not sending our sons and daughters to die on foreign battlefields. We are not going to support this. We're not going to support it with our pension funds. We're not going to support it with our um, with our uh, insurance company money. We're not going to support it with our tax dollars. We don't want to do this anymore. Okay, we don't want to do it anymore. And you're seeing right now, that's the, that's look at that reaction. Look how furious they were at Tucker Carlson. Why? Because they showed the truth about 6 January. That's where they were furious. And how many people really had Tucker's back? Think about that for a second. So don't call using Republicans and Democrats is not a construct that's helpful. It just it confuses the situation. That type of labeling is in years past. Um, and I want to make sure. Remember, it's the convergence of this geopolitical national security uh, crises and this uh, the three hundred trillion dollars globally of debt, right? That we can't afford with the structure of interest rates right now. That everything's over four percent. From from thirty year treasuries to to uh, thirty year to from one month treasuries to thirty year treasuries, uh, and that convergence is like the nineteen thirties of a capital mar- economic and capital markets crisis, coupled with a um, coupled with a uh, geopolitical crisis that's partly driven by that. That's where we are now, and you are the cadre, you are the uh, vanguard. Of setting things right. Remember, you're the chairman of the creditors committee, and they're they're spinning everything. Yesterday, I want to go back, Cortez, and talk about what Powell just said: the debt ceiling. Because I'm spending a lot of time with people talking about what the alternatives are. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Senator Claghorn Foghorn uh, from Louisiana, uh, when he was trying to light up, and he did a pretty good job on Powell, but he kept using a phrase. And we want this in your nomenclature, ladies and gentlemen. We have to stop the rate. We have to slow the rate of increase. Right. In government spending. No, that is right. the cathedral. That's, that's the lullaby to lull you to sleep. That's how we get in this mess. No, we need yeah. dramatic. And I mean dramatic absolute cuts in absolute dollars in what f- in financial types call period zero. That would be now. No more happy yep. talk. We need Correct. massive cuts now. Steve Cortez. Listen, what the controlled opposition, and most Republicans, unfortunately, especially in the Senate, belong to the controlled opposition, what they are effectively saying is this, you know, imagine if somebody were assaulting you, and this is absolutely a fiscal and monetary and economic assault. If somebody's assaulting you, it's like saying, I would like you to punch me less hard in the face. Okay, that's essentially what they are saying. And we on the populist right are saying, no, you will stop punching me. And if you don't, I am punching back. 
and I'm going to punch back harder. That's how we're going to end this assault. So it's an entirely different construct. It's an entirely different approach and agenda. And by the way, to connect the dots here between that globalist warmongering all over the world, needless interventions by the United States, and the economic predicament we're in, they are deeply intertwined. And let me just give you the example of Afghanistan. We spent two decades in Afghanistan, and the most tragic cost was the loss of precious American lives, some of our bravest and best young Americans who lost their lives, thousands of them, in Afghanistan. Uh, during those two decades, we know because of the Afghanistan Papers, which was actually a great work of journalism by the Washington Post, and I don't often use that phrase, but it really was. Didn't get much attention, unfortunately, because it was revealed right into the Trump impeachment and then into the virus exploding. But the Afghanistan Papers revealed through quotes that were supposed to remain uh, confidential and thankfully didn't, didn't stay classified because of the Washington Post. Uh, it revealed that all along, the foreign policy establishment of the United States, the Pentagon, the State Department, think tanks outside of ours, all of them knew that it was a quagmire in Afghanistan. They knew that we were not achieving any of our supposed goals, and they knew that in many cases, we didn't even have definable goals, okay? They knew that. And yet, they not only wasted thousands of American lives, most tragically, but they also ran up an enormous debt that we cannot afford and we are now grappling to deal with. In total, it's hard to get a, 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 a good number, an accurate number on just how much we spent in Afghanistan because so much of it was off the books or not overt, but it was at least a trillion dollars, right, for a country that is now $31 trillion in debt. So the two, when you, when you talk about these two crises um, that, are, that are sort of parallel crises in many ways, they intertwine also, a massive reason a primary driver of this predicament we're in regarding the debt is because of the globalism and because the cathedral loves war, because it's great for K Street lobbyists, it's great for defense contractors, um, it's great for the Davos set, but it's terrible for Dayton, Ohio. It's terrible for regular Americans who paid the ultimate price in many cases, uh, but who also continue to pay a financial price to this very day. So when the, we hear somebody the, like Powell come up and say, oh, just, just extend the debt ceiling. Uh, no, the, the answer is no. And we're not going to ask you to hit us less hard. You will stop hitting us and we will hit back if necessary. And, and, and here's the thing that galls me. He sits and goes, yeah, you know, um, the, 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 you know, we're going to default. I have nothing to do with it. He, this five trillion that Massey was talking about the other day, but at least a couple of trillion, we know he just out of thin air decided he was going to do it yeah. with no congressional right. authorization. Part of the reason right. we have the jam. Look, when I talk about a systems problem, the neoliberal neocon, it's a central banks issue. We've had this thing called fiscal domination, fiscal domination, where the legislation, the executive branch throughout the world just continue to keep passing these uh, these budgets that that nobody can afford to do all this kind of social justice warrior stuff and the military stuff simultaneously. The central banks just fund it. That's the game that's come to an end. The game that's right. come to an end is they can't do it anymore because the interest rates are they're in a jam. But in your construct of the uh, of the Afghanistan papers, I'm so glad you brought that up because it was so powerful. And this is what I fought when I was in the White House to, to shut down the Afghanistan thing year one because it's a con. I sat in the National Security Council. I can tell you they will look you in the eye and they will lie to you. They will look you straight in the eye. President Trump wanted to leave right, right out of the box. They will look right. you in the eye and they will lie to you. There's only – there's not a difference – there's only a difference in degree, not kind, from Vietnam. You look at the Pentagon Papers and the Afghan Papers, it's almost the same thing. 
right? Right. And by the way, no one's done one on Iraq, but it's the same thing. Iraq was roughly the uh, the uh, up at Brown University. I'm no fan of Brown, but they got a center up there that really does the math. They say yeah. it's nine trillion dollars, and they say seven yeah. trillion to Iraq, two trillion to Afghanistan. Also, the present value of your veteran issue, homeless issue, PTSD right. issue. So some of it is future payments discounted right. back to the present, which is the way that you got to do it. So so nine trillion dollars, but Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Somebody's making money, mm-hmm. and you're some and somebody's making money, and somebody's paying for it. The the deplorables in MAGA are always paying for it with your taxes, okay? In addition, it's your sons and daughters on those battlefields, okay? Mm-hmm. That's what is going to stop. The answer right now is no. We're not going to get yeah. sucked into this Ukraine thing. And you talked about Heinz earlier. Heinz is one of the biggest cheerleaders, some schmendrick, right? He's some, one of the biggest cheerleaders for, for all in Ukraine. He calls T- Tucker Carlson a parasite, on the body politic, dude, you're a parasitic warmonger. And guess mm-hmm. what, Heinz? We're not sending our sons and daughters anymore. The game is over. Uh, Steve, your uh, your analysis of the cathedral is quite frankly brilliant. And the way you can connect it to the capital markets and to, and to Powell. And all, everything comes out of Powell's mouth. First off, I went back and looked at the, the hearing yesterday and went through it. Here's the amazing thing, uh, Cortez. He actually is a moron. Remember, he's a third-tier yeah. investment banker from all these kind of marginal yeah. places. He, he, right. he doesn't actually understand the concepts. He double Correct. talks and, and corrects it. It, it. You know, he doesn't – you're right. When you actually go through and – I mean, this is not Alan Greenspan. It's bad, and I didn't think right. Alan Greenspan has any great shakes but right. with the Greenspan put, right, but, but, and the moral hazard. But th- at least Greenspan had a fundamental deep understanding of this – Right. That Powell just doesn't have. I mean, you talk about being in a right. perilous position, and hey, Powell is one hundred percent Steve Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin pushed him onto onto President Trump. And look, as 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 hapless as Yellen is, as a tre- Treasury Secretary, people have to understand. When I talk about four years of peace and prosperity under Trump, he took in the first year, first fifteen months, Donald Trump's administration, the Federal Reserve at the time, took. Almost one trillion dollars off of the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. Quantitative tightening. So think of what his growth rate would have been in the GDP if he had had the punch bowl still out there. Nine hundred billion dollars in QTs and quantitative tightening on Trump's in the first year and a half of Trump's watch when he hit the golden year of 2019 with that growth rate, no inflation, blue collar jobs, everybody, all the wages up. That is the paradigm, the year 2019 in Trump's four years of peace and prosperity, Steve Cortez. Yeah, 100%. By the way, regarding Powell, you're exactly right at at what a lightweight he is and how uh, unfortunate, to say the least, that is at a moment like this, right, of an intense and worsening economic crisis. And you're also correct that his predecessors, while I certainly don't agree with Greenspan, with, with Bernanke, I will at least concede that, yes, there was some intellectual heft there. I think there were people who at least had a deep <laughs> understanding of economic markets and monetary policy and history. There is none of that with Powell, okay? He's a completely empty suit. Yeah. He's an attorney with no significant financial experience. Yes, he spent a few years collecting paychecks at Carlisle, but that was completely a political operation. He is a lifelong Washingtonian, um, and he acts like it, and he shows it, particularly when he faces harsh questioning, which is too infrequent because, of course, media never holds his feet to the fire. A few senators did. We'll see what happens today. He's testifying now before the House. But you know, to your point, Steve, with these twin crises, right, this national security crisis and this financial crisis— 
Think of our leaders right now, right? Think of that we have Powell and Yellen on the financial side, and on the national security side, we have white rage Millie and sleepy Joe Biden. Uh, that should give no one comfort, okay? But I don't wanna say that just to scare the audience, I wanna say it to motivate all of us, right? All of us must make a commitment and a recommitment, right, to fixing this, and we can. And and one of the, the key levers we have right now in Washington, D.C. is the U.S. House of Representatives. And by the way, in state capitals all over the country, let's never lose sight of this, in many, many state capitals, we have complete control. And it is time for us to act like it in those state capitals. I'm proud to say that my home state of Tennessee is starting to do that. We just outlawed this ridiculous uh, child abuse of drag shows in front of children, done in the state of Tennessee. Child transitioning, sex surgery mutilation, done in the state of Tennessee, okay? We need that to happen in every red state in America. That's just one example of the kinds of reforms that are possible now. We don't have to wait for the 2024 elections. Cortez, how do people get to you on Substack and all your great content? Yeah, please follow me on the Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve Cortez with an S. It links to my Substack, which is stevecortez.substack.com. Please read my new article on the Cathedral of Lies so that you may live not by lies, as Alexander Solzhenitsyn, uh, the late great dissident, uh, admonished for us. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Brother Cortez, thank you. Let's go to um, John Solomon. John, you got a, a list of stories up there today, just uh, amazing up on uh, Just the News. I want to go, all these stories are breaking about the FBI. Walk me through your FBI. Yeah. We got about a minute here. We'll hold you to the break. All these stories about the FBI. Yeah, listen, the first is there have been four or five whistleblowers in the last couple of months who all say the FBI is using threat tags, intelligence, domestic uh, or terrorism threat tags to cancel culture conservatives, whether it's Catholics, whether it's uh, parents at school board meetings, the newest one, pro-life activists, a significant testimony from these protesters saying they're labeling people domestic terrorists using a threat tag just to cancel them in the public domain. That should scare all of us. And there's some brand new revelations about Russia. What could have been if the FBI did the right thing and just gave Donald Trump a defensive briefing back in 2016 rather than start that cockamamie uh, investigation that turned out to be nothing but a political dirty chick from Hillary Clinton. Uh, Attorney Lynch uh, gives some new testimony. We can get that maybe right after the break. So, yeah, Solomon's been the first guy in this whole Ukraine situation. He, he, he was the guy that did all the serious investigative work at the beginning of this in Russiagate. Okay, short commercial break. John Solomon, Real America's Voice host with Amanda Head. Also the uh, founder, editor, and publisher of Just the News, one of the best sites out there. Short commercial break. John Solomon next. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all life for too long. We will... Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Having people, to some extent, I heard yesterday come up and say, I'm going to defund the FBI and the Interior Department. No, they're not. They're not going to defund it. I promise you they're not going to defund any of it. We've had other people come up here and tell you yes, that if we yes, only could get rid of yes, Fox News, yes, everything would be yes. better. Yes, I didn't. I I didn't say that, Mark. You gotta. You gotta. If you want to continue to be the great one, you got to be the great one. I said we gotta get rid of the Murdochs. We're gonna get rid of the Murdochs, and they're a problem. You see what they did to Tucker, brother. What's your response to that? But more importantly, the defund the FBI. Uh, John Solomon. And I know you have a tremendous respect for Mark Levin, but on this, on some of the sure. other things, just yeah. way off the mark. You 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 have spent time with Jim Jordan. And Jim Jordan, no shrinking violet, although I would love Jim Jordan maybe to get John Solomon over there as his deputy, the head of the investigation <laughs> on some of these to move oh a little gosh, more. Gosh, but Jim Jordan's yeah. sitting there going, he's saying on your podcast that, yeah. that yes, we're going to use the appropriations bill. We're going to use the hammer. He says we've got to use the leverage of funding. Am That's I right. incorrect in that, sir? Yeah, so listen, I think they're talking past each other. I think when Mark Levin's talking, he's talking about they're going to get rid of the FBI, defund it in its entirety, get rid of it as an agency. Now, there are some agencies where lawmakers are talking about doing that. The Education Department, a lot of the conservatives think they can defund that over the next three to five years, send the money back to the states and block grants, get rid of it. What Jim Jordan's talking about is not getting rid of the whole FBI, but defunding those parts of the FBI that are violating the Constitution or infringing on civil liberties. For instance, any part of the FBI that tries to contact the Justice Department, the big tech companies, and uh, suggest censorship, we're going to defund that. You can't use tax dollars going forward to do that. That's the sort of idea he's talking about. If there's an FBI witness that doesn't comply, doesn't come in, so I'm just not going to give you testimony. I'm going to do my job. I'm ignoring Congress. They can defund his salary. So uh, Jim Jordan's talking about using it as a very painful scalpel to punish those departments or to handicap those departments inside the FBI that violate the law or are doing things that are anathema to the Constitution. He's not talking about getting rid of the whole FBI. Few people talk about that. I don't think that's a realistic option right now, given the votes in Congress. But punishing the FBI for bad conduct, that is going to happen. There's a thing called the Holman Rule. You and I have talked about in the past. Republicans are going to use it over the next year to defund certain parts of the bureaucracy that misbehave or violate the law. What uh, you're as well sourced inside the FBI and the national security apparatus as anybody. What what is the feeling now? These hearings are starting, and when people come in for depositions, the Democrats immediately cherry pick and leak it. What is the yeah. sense of the rank and file and these organizations about the fear of even coming forward and, and being whistleblowers, sir? That's a really good point, Steve. I really worry about this dynamic because some of the early whistleblowers that have come out, <clears throat> the ones I just talked about a few minutes ago, who've given the testimony about the threat tags and other things, the Democrats quickly take the deposition even before the Republicans do it. Republicans don't want to put it out right away, right? They're trying to get facts together and make sure that witnesses don't coordinate stories. So they were holding it back. The Democrats cherry pick some things and smear these people in the public, uh, sometimes with false information. Both Rolling Stone and Washington Post had to do major corrections this week because they falsely 
accused of whistleblowers of something that wasn't true based on the Democrat representations. That has chilled some people. I know of some whistleblowers right now. They're like, I'm not sure I want to go do this. I'm going to get dirtied up. Are the Republicans able to protect me? Long term, they will be. Short term, the Democrats always nick people up with a lot of paper cuts, and it scares some of these whistleblowers away. That said, I know there are more than 30 whistleblowers that have come forward. Some of them are providing very important information right now, Steve, about why the Hunter Biden case hasn't progressed. I think we're going to learn about that in the next few weeks. It's going to make us all a little more sick to our stomach about the weaponization of law enforcement inside the federal government. But there still are 30. I've been in Washington, D.C. a long time. Never seen 30 whistleblowers come out of a single agency before. It tells you how bad the rank and file feel about the future of their agency under the current leadership. Uh, last thing, uh, Cy Hirsch had this, uh, you know, it, it, he didn't, he couldn't uh, attribute it. It was an undisclosed uh, source, right. and only one, I think, about the U.S., uh, you know, the intelligence services, DIA, CIA, DNI, blown right. up Nord Stream 2. Now, yesterday, it looked like the same, <laughs> the intelligence services leaked to the New York Times that it's yeah. a pro-Ukrainian uh, a group. Set us straight here. What, in your mind, given your knowledge of all this stuff, what is this all about? Yeah, listen, well, the, the, the truth of the matter is our intelligence committee is so worried about wokeism, our defense department is so worried about wokeism, they can't do basic things like figure out who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, right? So the original assessment, even after the Cy Hirsch story came out, was that we think a Russian-oriented group or someone aligned with Putin did it to generate sympathy and create some uh, sympathy for Putin inside um, Russia. Almost everyone I've talked to says I, we, they don't think Cy Hirsch has that part right, but there is some ambiguity about who, who's doing it. It could have been Russians aligned with Ukraine. It could have been Russians aligned with Putin. There is some doubt, but this is kind of scary. This happened six months ago, and our intel community really doesn't have a general assessment of how a major episode uh, in the in the Ukraine-Russia war, what actually occurred there. That's your concern, all of us. The community, the intelligence community has been chasing a lot of black shadows that really don't matter, things like Russia collusion that were never true. And then their core competencies, like figuring out whether Russia or Ukraine blew up a major asset in, in uh, underground, that is in doubt. Uh, we don't have some of the human and, uh, and other capabilities that we had. We saw that, again, with the Chinese balloon that went across our country, and no one noticed it uh, until it, or when they did notice it, they didn't know what to do with it for several days. we got to harden our defenses. There's too much ideology going on in the intelligence community, not enough traditional intel work going on. Well, the deep state, are, are you absolutely convinced, given your reporting on Russiagate, and you were the first guy on this Ukraine situation years ago when people laughed at you, what are you, what are you chasing Ukraine for? Yeah. Are you convinced that at the highest level, the core, you know, the, 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 the core groups are actually playing on our side of the football, John Solomon? Well, listen, I think they think they're doing what's right for the Americans, but they're, they've been politicized to the fact that they're really only representing a third or a quarter of America, the leftist policies that they came out of colleges falling in love with. And I think you see this at the Justice Department. Why, you know, People ask me all the time, how did the FBI go from being the FBI we knew and respected to this political thing? Well, we've had under uh, three different presidents 
three consecutive FBI directors who didn't come from the FBI or the Quantico Academy. They came out of the political side of the Justice Department. What did they do? They brought their political philosophies. They brought their ideology. Chris Ray, James Comey, and Robert Mueller. It started with Mueller. It got significantly worse under Comey, and it has persisted under Chris Ray. If you don't want the FBI to become political, don't pick a political director. Go find a career or our law enforcement expert and put them in charge instead of these political lawyers that grew up in the culture of the DOJ. That is the problem. Same things in the intelligence community. People with political in, uh, uh, backgrounds and ideologies being inserted into a community that's been apolitical and usually focused just on the skill set of spying. Now we have a lot of partisans in there. That scares us. And I, when I talk to the rank and file and you ask them what's wrong, we have too many political people, not enough intelligence experts in our community right now. That's what they say to a person. John Solomon, how do people get to the show, podcast, all your writings in the news site? Well, I'm lucky enough to follow you every night at 5 o'clock after your show at 5 o'clock. We turn on at 6 o'clock. Amanda, head and I, Just the News, No Noise. JustTheNews.com is the website. Jay Solomon reports my uh, coordinates on all social media. Brother Solomon, thank you very much for the update. Thanks, Steve. Good to be with you. A guy that knows uh, the inner workings of Washington probably as well as anybody. Let me go to, we had Cortez on here with this Tennessee situation. I want to get Karen England on from Capital Resources Institute. Um, Karen, you've been all over this. I think you've got a, uh, a, a, one of the groups you've helped founded is about the porn in the schools. Is Cortez right? Is we're finally starting to see some action, some real action at the state level. And you see in Tennessee, they're stopping the drag shows and they want to stop. They want to get this crap out of the uh, at this pornography at the libraries of the school, ma'am? Well, we are seeing some movement. And yes, that was a great win for parents to get the drag queen story hours stopped. However, a lot of red state Republicans um, still lack courage. And there's still a lot of pornography in our school libraries. We had a, a bill last year in Tennessee that would have, you know, let parents get this stuff out of the schools. And it was the Republicans in a supermajority state that pulled the bill. So there's a lot of work to be done and we need to keep the pressure on even red state Republicans. Why, why yeah. is this is one of the things one of the things we've been going through all morning about, you know, whether it's Tucker Carlson, whether it's J6, whether it's the uh, the debt ceiling. Why are red state Republicans, these heavily red states, walk us through why are they resistant? Why are they hesitant to, to basically protect the family and protect the children, ma'am? Well, it's interesting because I come from California. Our home base is California. So I did California politics for 25 years. And so I see it so easily in these these red states being new to Tennessee. And I'm not sure if it's that Republicans until Trump had lacked courage, which they all did. But even after Trump, they will not take a stand for anything they deem controversial. And I don't know how having porn in our schools is is too controversial for them, but it is. And sadly, um, I think in a lot of red states, I know this is true in Tennessee, we have people who run as Republicans because that's what they're supposed to do. And they're really Democrats in Republican clothing or conservative clothing. And, you know, I hear all the time in Tennessee, oh, don't bring your California politics here. Don't bring it. I'm not the problem. I'm trying to alert you all that they're here and we need to take care of it right now. It's the Republicans in the state house that are passing the, a lot of this stuff. You know, last year we had a bill in Tennessee by my Republican 
Republican senator that introduced HPV vaccinations for dentists to give minors without consent, parental consent. I'm thinking this is Tennessee. Even California doesn't let dentists do that. I mean, that's what is happening. And I think a lot of the people are trusting and thinking we're a red state and they're moving here just like I did thinking, oh, this is going to be so nice. I'm in a red state. I'm with, you know, normal people. And that has not been the case. Karen, hang on for one second. Karen English is going to join us on the other side. We're trying to get Brandon Showwater, the great Dr. Bregan. Hope is uh, Fuel, the big conference coming up on the 18th. We're going to get to all of it after a short commercial break. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all life for too long. Citizens, the headlines are getting worse and worse day after day. It seems like Armageddon could be just around the corner. That's why I highly recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. You already know you're going to need this food someday. Why not get it now before it's too late? Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. When you do, you'll also get $200 worth of rugged survival gear as a free bonus. You'll need this gear when things fall apart. The grid goes down. and any other time, you need to fend for yourself by yourself. To see what you get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 of free bonus gear comes with each three-month emergency food kit you order and includes free shipping. That way, your whole family can be prepared. Don't delay. Act now. And sleep better knowing your family won't suffer when disaster strikes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and enjoy free shipping. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome uh, back. Uh, Natalie Winters, who is monitoring all the um, the hearings for us right now, we've got, uh, I think, Robert Redfield uh, is being testifying. They tried to explain to Fauci that the COVID-19 was not found in nature, was not natural. So we're going to get into all that uh, and definitely have Natalie up here at five. She's on top of all these investigations. Uh, Doctor, The renowned Dr. Peter Bergen, one of our favorite guests, is going to join us here momentarily. Uh, Karen England, uh, Vinman, uh, this, this, yeah. this, this, and Vinman's been caught, you know, getting a company, trying to make money on the Ukraine war, which he's, you know, humping every day. Uh, tell me about the wife and her involvement in, in all this pornography. Yes. Well, she is actually leading the charge against parents to push porn in schools. And she founded an organization. They started with $1.6 million last year. It's called Red, Wine, and Blue. And their sole focus is to go against moms that are that are fighting this graphic stuff in their schools. They've got a toggling map where you can find out you know, where people are going to challenge books. And she's pushing this porn and she's proud of it, specifically in a lot of the swing states, hoping to get the women's vote. Um, but I think she's sadly mistaken. I don't know any mom that supports porn in their school library. Are you, and, you taking know, I, her on mano a mano? Are you are you are you challenging her yeah. in these different areas where she's trying to push the porn? Yeah. Provided a lot of really good opposition research because now our organization knows where to go in and help those parents with talking points, with what the law is. One thing, Steve, a lot of people don't know, over 43 states are exempt. They are exempt from um, the 
obscenity laws, public schools. So there's all sorts of obscenity laws. And you see all of these parents going and they're reading these books in front of school boards. And then nothing happens. Nothing happens because schools are exempt. And so until, and that's the bill that failed last year in Tennessee. So until we um, make sure that our minors can't have obscenity, then, you know, we're going to fail. And they want to keep obscenity um, as something that's acceptable in school libraries. And the, the thing I really want your listeners to know now, the progressives are way ahead of us. This book, Trans, is full. And, and Brandon, I, I need to get you a copy of this, full of QR codes. So now they've moved to QR codes that take you to X-rated sites. It takes you, it gives you resources for hospitals. It gives you information on binding your chest. And so this book is in schools in Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee. It's in my local district in Clarksville, Tennessee. And it is so graphic. And again, they are pushing this. Uh, Rachel Vinman and her group, Red, Wine, and Blue, they are pushing these books at the local level. So we need parents to stand up, go to porninschools.com, let us help you fight this and get these out of our schools and save the hearts and minds of our kids. Karen, we're going to have you back on because the Vimmons are one of the most poisonous couples in this yeah. nation. So, uh, Karen England, one more time. How do they get to your site? What's your social media? Go to porninschools.com, and then we are at Capital Resource. And you can go watch the reel that is incredibly X-rated that they wouldn't let us show you. Um, and that's in schools right now all over the nation. Every red state has it. So thank you for letting me have a voice and giving a voice to the parents. Yeah. Karen, anytime. Uh, you're a fighter. Uh, let me go to, I've got Brandon Showalter, who's been at the tip of the spear of this over the Christian Post. Brandon, uh, it's mind-boggling this is, this is going on, and, it's, uh, and I tell you, they're not going to back down. This has got to be a full effort of every parent out there and, and grandparent and everybody just, even if you don't have kids, right, if your kids are out of the house or older, this is about your community. Brandon Showalter. Well, that's right, Steve. And uh, you, there was a this big hullabaloo some you know months ago about grooming and whether or not you can use the term grooming. But if having this kind of you know disgusting content in children's libraries, in a place where you would hope it's cultivating a love for reading and learning, and all of it is is sort of you know manipulating in manipulating them into accepting paraphilias and gender confusion. I don't. If that's not grooming, then I don't know what is. Um, but I hear in my own work at the Christian Post on the transgender beat, I hear from parents all the time, just like Karen, who they're just disgusted. And a lot of these pornographic books are by transgender or queer identified authors. I mean, some of the stuff that is like there's this famous book, Gender Queer. There's another book called Lawn Boy. It's all about that. It's all connected. It's one big beast. And it's pretty horrible. Um, but it's why, as of today... Dr. Jeff Myers and I have released on the Christian Post and on Summit Ministries a new book, an ebook called Exposing the Gender Lie How to Protect Children and Teens from the Transgender Industry's False Ideology. So, this is our response to all of the bilge that's out there today. You call it an industry. What do you mean by that? Well, it's an industry because this isn't organic. This was engineered top down. The medical industrial complex uh, has set this scheme in motion and you know, I, I know every time I say this, I sort of feel like I'm obligated to note that, well, <laughs> it sounds like a tinfoil hat conspiracy. Are they really, are there people in high places actually setting this in motion? And the answer is yes, they are. Uh, 
where were this all these skyrocketing numbers of children who are suddenly identifying as the opposite sex or some other nonsensical, you know, fictitious gender identity? It wasn't a thing. This was this was pushed from the top down. Uh, when you see, for example, one gender clinic, the first pediatric gender clinic that was opened in 2007 in Boston. Norman Spack was a big doctor involved in that, and he helped, he helped revise the Endocrine Society's guidelines for treating gender dysphoria. Now there are hundreds. Planned Parenthood is in on this. They, they are passing out testosterone to vulnerable teenage girls like it's candy, and they can get it within 30 minutes via a telehealth consultation. This is an industry. <laughs> there are people making money, profiting handsomely, off of young children, teenagers, and young adults who are often struggling with uh, a variety of mental health ailments, and they are sold this bill of goods, gender, as though that's going to make all the problems going to go away. But it's all a lie. And we unpack that in the book. How do people get to this? Uh, how do people get to this book and to, and, uh, with you and your co-author? We've got a landing page on christianpost.com. Also, you can go to Summit Ministries. Uh, Jeff Myers is the founder and president of that. Um, But we've got a landing page on there, too. Uh, I'm tweeting about it today, uh, at Brandon M. Show on Twitter. Uh, I'd also, one of the things that we emphasize in the book, and I would just say this as a tag on, is that this, because it's a lie, it destroys relationships. It pits parents against children. And if you haven't gotten the chance to see the Dead Name documentary film, which we've talked about, Steve, I would still urge everyone to go see that because this really that puts a human face on what this issue is really all about. And you can see that at deadnamedocumentary.com. No, Brandon, your dedication to this is, is extraordinary, and the information is incredible. It's shocking. It's quite unpleasant. Like I said, it's not my line of country, but it's so overwhelming. And about the it's destruction one of the, worst of the family the world through the seen. children. It's one of the worst medical scandals the world yeah, has ever seen. I think the fallout is going to be staggering, Steve. Staggering. One more staggering. time. How did they get to this ebook? Is the ebook is the ebook free? Is this a free ebook? It is. Or it, yes. is it charge or a donation? It's a free ebook. Nope. Okay, fine. It's, we wanted this to be free. Posse likes yes. it even better. Mm-hmm. It's so just it's a, there's a landing page on christianpost.com, also Summit Ministries. You go to some website of Summit Ministries in Colorado Springs, and Manatee Springs is where it's based, um, and, and download it. But Christian Post is where I would point people to go. 75 pages, including the footnotes. Um, we wanted this to be a free resource so you could protect your family from this yeah. scourge. Grace and Mo, I want everybody to put in every different chat room. Carly Boney over Bonet over at the uh, Midnight Writer channel. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Brandon. But you should know everybody's prayers are with you because we understand and we know you're under assault twenty four seven. So, thank Go you, with Steve. God, sir. Thank you, Brandon Showwater. That is a guy is a profile in courage. Uh, very honored by. Okay, so Natalie's going to be with us at five. She's spending all her time on all these investigations, and she's monitoring right now. There's an explosive testimony over uh, on Capitol Hill. She's breaking it down. We're going to have clips uh, about this about COVID nineteen. I want to bring in Dr. Peter Bregan. His book COVID nineteen and the Global Predators: You Are the Prey was kind of one of the seminal works that broke this thing open early on. Dr. Bregan, I know we're going to talk about the conference in a second, but I just want to get an update on your think your current thinking. You're one of the most renowned psychiatrists in the country. Your current thinking on on the uh, on on the COVID CCP COVID nineteen, uh, the global predators. Where do we stand in all this, sir? Well, I think we're facing two separate empires. 
<clears throat> we've got the CCP in the east and Xi Jinping. And in the west, we've got another empire, which has uh, grown out of a lot of earlier empires. <clears throat> and it's uh, very heavily a financial empire, and it involves Bill Gates, and it involves the um, uh, European Union, it involves uh, Klaus Schwab, Soros, uh, a lot of people trying to make billions of dollars and have a lot of control. And one of the things they want to do in the process to tie this into your earlier guests who really need to have the overview is that they want to make us into transhumans. They want to make us into anything they want, essentially, to be able to exploit and use humanity, to cull humanity. And the whole gender business is about demoralizing us as individuals, giving us no rock-solid values, making us believe that you can be transformed by people outside yourself into some a miracle new person. It's all about the politics, and the politics are the destruction of the individual, the family, the solid middle class, everything that has gone into our believing in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness rather than totalitarianism. Dr. Bregan, you were one of the most re renowned psychiatrists in this country, uh, right? A, a, essentially a medical doctor for, for mental health. Why has the psych why, why has the the profession of psychiatry not stepped up here in this um, transgender situation and, and stepped up here about the mental health issues that revolve around this? Why have the professionals from these great universities it seems like they failed us? Um, psychiatry is just the wrong place to turn to for anything other than an increase in authoritarianism and totalitarianism. From going back all the way to uh, Hippocrates, it's been a very secular, it's been very arrogant, it's uh, been prescriptive of uh, uh, drugs and now shock treatment and lobotomy, which I spent many years uh, successfully fighting in early in my career. Psychiatry is the wrong place to go, and people are still making that mistake because psychiatrists actually live on a materialistic mythology that uh, the problems with our spirit, our soul, the things that uh, religion traditionally deals with, good philosophy deals with, that these are actually material problems of biochemical imbalances. So you go to a psychiatrist expecting to meet somebody who knows more about people and lives and suffering than, than maybe your grandmother or your wife or husband, and is actually an ignoramus who has uh, bought a materialistic religion that gives him a lot of power and a lot of money. So you got to think about um, psychology in general. And unfortunately, psychotherapy, social work, the various um, aspects of the mental health field are dominated by psychiatry. Uh, we need an alternative therapy that ties into the values of the Judeo-Christian traditions and religions, and into the Declaration of Independence. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, I have the honor lately of working with a lot of people in the movement who see me, and they come to me and talk to me, and they've got good values. That's the basic starting point for good health. D Dr. Bergen, we'll take a short commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Hope is Fuel, your current endeavors, why this conference is so important. Dr. Peter Bregan. 
one of the leaders of this movement, thought leaders, next in the morning. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. K-BAN. Uh, by the way, we're going to be doing uh, the the vote today at I think two or three o'clock. I'll get to Grace. We're going to be live on Getter for that. So just go put, go to my Getter feed. Go to the go to the Worm Getter feed. We're going to have Matt Gates. There's going to be a debate. I think starting at two o'clock. We're going to be all over it. I want to go back to Dr. Bregan. We're going to have Dr. Bregan back on uh, to discuss uh, this whole thing he's putting together about the spiritual nature and the Judeo Christian the values of the Judeo Christian West, but. Hope is fuel is this conference. The reason I got excited about it, I saw Dr. Bregan was going to be the main one of the main speakers. Can you tell us about it, Dr. Bregan? What are you going to be talking about? It's on the 18th of March. How do people get there? Well, it's Patrick Coffin, dear friend, wonderful man. Uh, he's a very, very spiritual human being. I think he's among the most spiritual among us. And he's doing Hope is Fuel. It's an online summit on Saturday, uh, March 18th, 2023. Um, and there's going to be um, a re- regular presentation by each of five of us, so six people. And um, then there's going to be a Q&A. That's the basic format. And I think it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be focusing on the spiritual and psychological underpinning of freedom, the freedom movement. Dr. Bregan, how do people, we're going to put up everything about how to get to that, and we'll have you back on before you, you go, because we're, we're people need hope more than ever right now. But <laughs> your book and your writings, the COVID-19 and the Global Predator, are still one of the best books about this, about the globalization, the global, the globalist. How do people get to the book? How do they get to your writing, Ginger's writing, all of it? Where do they go? Okay. Well, the starting point, thank you, Steve, is uh, Bregan.com, B-R-E-G-G-I-N, Bregan.com. And you'll find there uh, a section on media. We have uh, a radio and TV show combined. And then Ginger and I do a radio show. And you can link to all of them through Bregan.com. And then one thing we really want people to do is to get our free uh, alerts, our uh, free alerts. They're, They're the Bregan alerts, we call them now, more simply the Bregan alerts. 
And uh, we've got a very large audience and, a, a Steve, a 50% opening rate, which is, you know, usually it's like 3%. So people really like what we're doing. That's huge. That's the basic ways. That's huge. That's a huge. Hope is Fuel. Yeah. It's on the 18th of March. We'll get all the information out there. It's free if you just want to get the taste. If it, there, there's a VIP, too, to get in and get into the chat rooms. We'll put it all up there. Dr. Bregan, yeah. honored to have you on here, sir. Wonderful to see you. Thank you, sir. One of the most uh, important thought leaders in this movement uh, to break the globalists, Dr. Peter Bergen. Um, McElveeny's here. You were at CPAC. Give me your thoughts. You came with the international contingent, your hearts of oak from uh, Nelson's Navy. Uh, tell us about your thoughts. Oh, it was great. I mean, I've been to so many political conferences in the UK, so many UKIP conferences, obviously for Brexit. But this was another level. And I think for a Brit, for a UK person, you you see this, you watch it each year when it's on different places and you think, I'd love to be there. So it was it was great to be there to see the razzmatazz, the showbiz, the lights, all that side, um, to on media row, the, the engagement, the enthusiasm. Uh, I think actually just the huge crowd around the war room stall. Um, and I know the time you gave the, the pos- people. The posse was they were there. intense. They were there. They definitely were there. They but represented. It was just, it was good to talk to, to media outlets, um, to hear the speeches, to have the, the energy and the enthusiasm. At a UK political conference, it's, it's run of the mill, it's you do your duty, you tick the boxes, but something like CPAC, it, it brings it up a notch. And you've got not only the intellectual discussion, not only the policy debate, but you've also got the energy and the passion. And actually, we don't have that. So it was, it was great. What is wrong with the Tories right now? Because I, I was with Nigel, and, and I was kind of shocked because, I, I, you know, I, Nigel's a beloved character to us. But when you talk about Ukraine, even with Nigel, it's this mindset that, you know, we're going to send, uh, you're going to send all the RAF over there. And it, I just see the Tories collapsing. And I think I keep telling people for Republican Party's got to look at the Tories of how you had a mandate, you didn't deliver, and then it just all collapses and you're gone for a generation. Well, with, with Ukraine and Russia, we have the smallest standing army now in 200 years. So we've got 82,000 troops. We are bringing over Ukrainian troops to train them here. We don't have any of our own, and yet we're bringing them over. We're sending equipment over. Talked about, I think, the shortage of uh, munitions that we have on in the Baltic states, and it's like a week or so of munitions. They're talking about the UK being extremely short. So you've got all of that, and then you've got... Um, weak leadership generally in Rishi Sunak. I mean, he's tried to talk tough on immigration this week, tried to talk tough tough on sex education and changing that and protecting schools. That hasn't happened. Um, On the same line, we have the online safety bill coming in with with full censorship. We have the buffer zones passed yesterday. That means prayer is illegal outside abortion clinics. Um, We've had 13 years of conservative government and there's nothing conservative about them. Um, and I think they will why crash and burn. Is, why is that? We had Karen England talk about these red states, and we saw from Tucker last night all these senators dumping on Tucker, no support. You've seen in these red state legislatures, uh, these red states where the legislators are too afraid to really get to the mm-hmm. bottom of this porn in schools and mm-hmm. to protect the children. What is it? Because the Tories are very much like the establishment Republicans, they're very close. What is it about these people that they won't act? I had to fear of being called names. I that's what it seems to be boiled down to because the the stuff in the children in schools is a 
is a no-brainer. I mean, you'll get the mass support of parents if you actually begin to protect children and stop all the sexual indoctrination, especially at primary school age. And it's not happening. And the Tories have talked about, we'll look into this, we'll see what's wrong. But this has happened under your watch. And it, it doesn't, I've sat and talked to so many grassroots Tories and they're angry, but they stick with the party. They won't go anywhere else. And as bad as they may think it will be, they will stick with them. Now, they are getting rid of candidates. Candidates have to be reselected by their local association and they are dumping, I think there are about a dozen candidates have been dropped. I think that will happen, but irrelevant to what candidates they have, they're going to face an absolute bloodbath in the election. They had this huge thing by Brexit, the biggest majority I think they had in living memory yeah. by Brexit. They didn't execute. Remember, it's execution, 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 action, action, action. How do they get to Hearts of Oak in your social media? At Hearts of Oak on, uh, on Getter, on Truth, on Gab, at Hearts of Oak UK, on Twitter, and heartsofoak.org forward slash live stream. You can catch us on Thursday, 3 p.m. We've got a long-form interview with Dr. Robert Malone. By the way, uh, the best way to keep up with everything that's happening on the right wing on the continent, not just in the, the United Kingdom. Brother, I know you're up here for meetings. Uh, thank you very much for dropping by. The show is packed today. Five to seven is going to be even crazier. Remember, the six o'clock hour now, it's just me. I'm breaking down some of the uh, signal, not noise of the news of the day and news of the future. Natalie Winner is going to join us at five. A lot going on at Capitol Hill. Charlie Kirk's next. I think Kosobik's sitting in the seat today. Stick around for Jack. We'll be back at 5 o'clock. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.